0: Listen, I'm so thankful to be in front of you this morning and um, have a chance just to share what's on my heart. And uh, if, if I'm not careful, I would just sit here and talk about mothers the entire day because um, I have an amazing mom and I love her so much and she was uh, just so steadfast in her love for me and uh, when definitely I felt like maybe she shouldn't have been a lot of times in life. But we celebrate moms. We lift you up today. And um, if you were with us last week, we started a new series in the book of Colossians. So basically, we are walking through Colossians chapter by chapter and, uh, and basically just you know, trying to really get the context of what Paul was saying, who he was saying it to. Um, so if you weren't here, just to give you a brief recap, very brief, um, Paul is in prison writing this letter uh, to the church at Colossae um, and uh, basically just encouraging them but also somewhat admonishing them or uh, trying to steer them in their faith because they had uh, sort of gotten into s- some false doctrines and some things that started coming in the church. So basically, he was uh, he was trying to build them up in the faith, but also encouraging them for a lot of good things that he had heard. So uh, we are going into part two of this series today. And this, what I've titled this, what I think is appropriate, um, is Back to the Basics. So Colossians, uh, the second installment, we are getting back to the basics. And I'm going to go ahead and just for context purposes, I'm going to... Uh, don't pull it up yet, but I'm going to read verse one. And I'm telling you, this is incredible. Uh, when, you, when you think about, okay, we're going through Colossians and the series was already set, we knew what we were doing, um, but how does that tie into to Mother's Day? Like, maybe how would Colossians 1 tie into Mother's Day? You would think, you know, yeah, you'll go somewhere else for that, but read with me Colossians 2.1, and I think this is amazing. Paul says to the church at Colossae, he says, I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. Hang on one second. When I think about a mother's love, when I think about how much mothers agonize over their children, listen, like I said in the announcements, I'm talking to, uh, to adoptive moms. I'm talking, to, um, I'm talking to, to moms who have lost children. I'm talking to moms or, or women out here that desire to be a mom someday. Um, I think that's an amazing desire and uh, children are a blessing from the Lord. Amen. So um, moms are incredible. I'm talking about every type of... I saw some people shaking their head out there. That's terrible when I said that. Now you're all embarrassed because I've said something. Like, oh, no, it's my kid might be sitting next to me. But no, listen, you know, moms are... In my. This is just my opinion, but I think, obviously, the, God's love is the purest love, right? It is a copay love. You, you cannot outlove God. God is love by His very nature. He is. But I would say the, the closest mental image that I could get on earth... Would be a mother's love. Um, I think there are times when, uh, when, when we show each other love. I'm not saying, men, that we can't love. I'm just saying a mother's love is just incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I would, th- you know, I would think here that Paul is—he's talking about agonizing for this church. And I think about all the all the times mom, moms have just sat around by themselves. No one sees it, but they're thinking about their kids or they're thinking about. Um, children in general just i think it's just something innate within mothers to just love and to love their children well colossians 2:2 2, 2 says and doesn't this sound almost like a mom statement i want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love i just see the the heart of a mother here just overflowing so i had to get that in because it's mother's day all right work with me had to <laughs> unless we just redirected the entire sermon and preached on Mary or something like that, which we could do. But um, no, he says, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. Guys, I want to tell you something today that the mysteries that were hidden for so long have been revealed to us by the word of God, by scripture. And that mystery is Christ Jesus. In the completed work. We're going to read on a few more verses, and I have some, some thoughts that I want to share with you that I hope will provoke you to, to, to maybe uh, dig deeper. Or I don't know exactly where you, you may find yourself um, in your relationship with Christ today. If you're a Christ follower, you have accepted Him, you've committed your life to following Him, well, I pray that this will stir you to go deeper in that. Um, if you're watching online or you're, um, or you're not sure about your walk, then I pray that God, by His Spirit, would draw you into Himself. And know that if that is going on within you, it is Him drawing you. And you can respond to that. We're going to read on a couple more verses. Uh, Colossians 2.3 says, In Him, in who? In Christ, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Hang me right there for one second. Now listen, in our world today, that's sort of a statement that it's like, well, hang on. I mean, there's tons of, I mean, you can learn all sorts of stuff. You can go to school and become this and become that. and All that stuff is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not. But the Word of God says, Paul is telling us here, that in him, in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Proverbs says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord. When we ask ourselves this question today, do we believe that? Do we believe that, that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Christ? Well, if you were here a few weeks back, we were in soul hunger, and we were talking about what we learned from our deepest desires. We know that only Christ can satisfy and fill that void in our life. We tried and tried and tried and tried to fill it. But I think Paul is reminding them here. We, in chapter 1, he has walked the church at Colossae through who Jesus is, right? Basically, everything was created by Him and for Him. By Him, all things hold together or consist. We talked about, you know, our, our uh, core value number one, the Jesus he is the foundation. He is everything and in all things. In chapter 2, I think Paul is pointing them to the fact of, okay, now we've established who Jesus is. Now let's talk about how you should live your life in Him. Colossians 2.4 says, I am telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. Isn't it amazing that 2,000 years ago that this book was, was written and that today, let's just be real for a minute, People try to tell us all the time, like, you really believe that? I mean, really? You really do? Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I really, truly do. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. People have their arguments and they have their mindsets and that's fine. Listen, I once upon a time, I was that same person. But God, by His grace, drew me in. Colossians 2.5 says, For though I am far away, from you, my heart is with you. And I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. Guys, I pray that our faith in Christ would be strengthened today. I really do. Because at the end of the day, we can grow weary. Don't think for one second that I don't know someone's walked in here with pain, with heartache. They're going through things in their life. I get that. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. But I pray that your faith in Christ would be strengthened on this Mother's Day of 2018. Colossians 2.6 says, and listen, let me just say this. Honestly, I feel like I could just read Colossians 2 and then just get up and walk out of here. You guys would be fired up. You'd sing and just be filled, filled with faith because this is powerful stuff. I'm telling you, this entire... It's almost like when when you're trying to... um, You call this expository teaching or preaching, right? You're going verse by verse or chapter by chapter in the Bible and you really get the whole context of what the writer is saying. But sometimes it's really tough because... I don't have a ton of time with you, and all I know is that I'd love to read Colossians 2 and then just get up and walk out of here. I really would. Let me speak to the Christ followers for one second. Colossians 2.6 says, And now, just as you have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you should continue to follow Him. Did I mess up? You must continue to follow Him. I'm not going to get super deep in the, on this. I promise you I'm not. But let me, just, let me just put this out here, something to chew on and something to think about. I'm not saved and I'm not walking with Christ because of a prayer I said years ago. I'm not saved by anything I'm doing. That's not what I'm saying. I, I don't work for my salvation. But what I'm saying is, is that salvation was not a flu shot that I got one time. And I've repeated some prayer and now all of a sudden I'm just good to go. Listen, here's how I would would measure this. Before coming to Christ, I was jacked up. A lot of you guys know my story. All I know is that when He did what He did in my heart, I began to hate the things I used to love and love the things I used to hate. That's all I know. And I'll tell you this, based on Colossians 2.6, truly accepting Christ will result in a real desire to follow Him. Will you get it right all the time? Absolutely not. Do not measure your life based on perfection, but measure it based on the direction you're headed. It won't be on perfection, I promise you that much. Base it on direction. What direction are you headed in? Truly accepting Christ will result in a real desire to follow Him. Let's keep chugging along. Colossians 2.7 Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I'm going to pull a picture up real quick I wanted to show you. When I read this verse, I immediately thought about, okay, it talks about being rooted in Him. talks about being built on Him. I don't know anything about building homes. I don't, I promise. If you, I can paint a wall, but I don't know anything about building homes. But I immediately thought of a contractor who builds homes from the ground up. I called this man, And I said, walk me through, like, what is the process for building a foundation? Like, laying a foundation before you build a home. What is that process? And he began to teach me that and tell me some of the things that you do. Well, first off, you're going to level the ground, and uh, you're going to, uh, and there's different ways to do it, but you're going to dig down until you hit solid ground, bedrock, and then pour columns and concrete, and then it's reinforced with rebar and all this stuff, and I'm going to quit talking about it because I don't know what I'm talking about, and some of you guys are going to know, like, he does not know what he's talking about. But he said some of those things, and I don't know exactly what order it is. He said something about some trench lines or something, but I don't know. He talked about pouring a lot of concrete, and he talked about getting down to solid ground. Can I tell you today that Jesus Christ is the only solid foundation? The Bible says no other foundation can be laid except that which has already been laid, which is Christ Jesus. My mind started pinging, I'm telling you, because I thought about the parable where Jesus is talking about, don't build your house on sand, right? Don't build your house on faulty ground because the, the winds, the storms, the trials of life, so to speak, are going to come and it's going to blow that house down. If you build it on solid ground, oh solid ground, the trials will come, the wind will come, but that house will not fall. That verse made me think about one other thing because it talks about being rooted and grounded in him and if you think about it, you know whatever wherever you are rooted will show up eventually. And maybe this thought came to mind. The fruit you're producing will reveal what you're rooted in. It just will. If I'm rooted in Christ, if I'm rooted in the Word of God, fruit will come out of that. It will show in my life. It has no other choice. It just will. Doesn't mean I'll always be perfect. Doesn't mean you'll always be perfect. But let me encourage you, if you're rooted and grounded in Him, you will produce fruit. Jesus said in John 15, He said, I'm the true vine, right? We are the branches. When we are rooted in Him and connected to Him, we will bear much fruit, is what He said. Through Him. Let me keep chugging because I don't have much time with you guys. I want you to get out and enjoy those donuts and take a picture and get your Mother's Day gift. Keep walking with me, I promise. We're going somewhere. Colossians 2.8 says, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense. I love that. Paul, just listen. Bunch of nonsense. I'm telling you right now, don't listen to it. It's all nonsense. He said that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Hang me there. It made me think about, you know what's funny sometimes is that because you talk to people and everyone sort of has their idea of how it is and how it should be, and this is what I think, and I think it's interesting sometimes that we try to uh, minimize or sort of like compact God, we're talking about the same God who spoke everything we see into creation, we try to like compact him in this little brain up here, and then like sort of like analyze it and be like, well this is kind of what I think, and And I don't know, and that's when you'll start talking to people and start getting handed all sorts of crazy nonsense that they're saying. Really? What is your defense against that? What is my defense against that? There has to be an authority in your life. And if there's anything I would encourage you to do today is to fall deeper in love with the word of God and let that be the final authority in your life. The word of God. At the end of the end of the day, what does the word of God say? Not what I think or what someone else says or what I feel, because that'll change. What does the Word of God say? We cannot be separated from that as Christ followers. We cannot. It is the foundation of our faith. Colossians 2.9 says, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. For in Christ lives, say this with me, all. Participate, guys. You better participate. All. All. (laughs) I need you this morning at 9.30. Don't leave me hanging. I said it last week. Y'all need some coffee. We'll hook them up, right? First impressions? We'll hook them up. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Here you have the fact that Christ Jesus who walked on this earth was 100% God and 100% man. He was the expressed image of God in human form. Absolutely incredible. Colossians 2.10. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Brought me to this thought. We are only complete, you and I are only complete, when we are in the only one who is complete. Simple truth. Listen, you and I are only complete when we are in the only one who is complete. I mean, honestly, when I I read this, it took me right back to soul hunger. Our deepest desires. Our deepest, deepest desires. Listen, you know what I'm talking about if you're in here and you're in Christ. Even mothers, the amazing love that comes from your children and that sort of thing. It's not that I want to try to speak on that because obviously I don't know anything about it. But I do know the mirror image that I saw from my mother growing up. I I do know that. I do know it was strong. But all I know is that we search and we search and we search for all these different things that are going to fill us in life. But our completeness is only found in Jesus. And listen, let me just say this. If that truth is boring to you today, then let me encourage you to wake up. Because that is the truth. What I'm saying is if we become jaded so much because we've heard that so many times, like, yeah, okay, well, yeah, that's, that's good, that's right. No, it is right. It's true. The crazy thing is, is that we'll still walk out of here and live like it isn't. We'll still do things sometimes and then wonder like, how did I get myself in this situation? Ask yourself, what are you seeking? What are you trying to find completeness in? Is it other people's opinions? Is it how many likes you get on Facebook? I'm preaching to myself here. I promise you I am. A lot of these things you don't even plan on saying. You just say. But honestly, is it? Is it found in what type of clothes I wear? What car I drive? It's only found in Him. Only found in Christ Jesus. Go to Colossians 2.11, please. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised. Hang on a second. Let me just stop here. I would think maybe the hospital after birth and church is about the only two places you can talk about circumcision. I mean, right? Not many people are on their lunch break at work and like, hey, you know, what do you think about circumcision, man? I mean, I don't think I've ever heard that in my entire life. So we're gonna talk about circumcision for a minute. Don't let it get weird. I'm gonna to explain to you what the word of God means. <laughs> when you came to Christ, you were circumcised. Now I can't get out of the mental image in my mind of like being on lunch break and someone's like, hey, so what, I mean, you know, just <laughs> eating food. I don't know, man. I had not really thought about it. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. So listen, let me explain this. Amy there. Let me let me explain this a little bit. So by Abraham, by a covenant made with Abraham, anyone born of that lineage would have had a physical, I don't need to go any deeper than that, they would have had a trademark, so to speak, by the cutting off of flesh to show whose they were. Okay, that was something that was actually done to the body to separate people, so to speak. What is Paul saying here? When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. Hang me right there for one second. That goes back to what I said earlier. Listen, when you are following Him, when you truly are, because it's the Bible, the Word of God here in Colossians says you must continue to follow Him. You must. Well, how, what's a good thermometer for that? How can I tell if I am or I want to? I don't know. Listen, I'm. It's so easy, and many of Paul's letters were written to people who would have been well-versed in Jewish law over and over and over again, and it's no different today. He reiterates the fact of, listen, stop with all this stuff you're trying to do to earn God's love. You can't do any more of that. He loves you completely. It's a complete, full love. You cannot work your way to that. And if you could, what would have been the point of Jesus Christ? I mean, if you could, right? Right. Not to say you shouldn't be doing good things, but where does that even come from? When that circumcision happens, when God cuts away that sinful nature of you, you will desire by that to do good things. It comes out of a relationship with Christ. This cannot be said enough, I'm telling you. It it reminds me of a conversation that I had a while back with someone. And this was a real conversation. Obviously, I'd never give names. I mean, it's been a long time ago. But... They, I was talking to him about basically my testimony of uh, just being a complete, utter fool and drug use and and craziness and uh, being as far away from Christ as possible. I would heard his name. I don't know anything about this. Like you know, and tell him some of the things I had done. I'm very open with, with my past, and and they're like, yeah, you know, that's that's sad, you know. But I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good person. I've never done any of those things. Never done any of those things. A lot of times we try to lean. On what we think is good and build our life based on, well, these are the good decisions that I've made. I'm a pretty good person. I mean, I've never really hurt anybody and I tried to do the right thing. Well, that's great. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a relationship with the Creator. He made a way for you and I to do that because God is holy and we are sinful what does it mean? Okay, he, he, the cutting away of our sinful nature. What does that mean? Does that mean there's, there's no longer any crazy de- desires in us? Well, I will remind you that Apostle Paul said in Romans 7, the things I want to do, that's what I don't do. The things I do want to do, I don't end up doing those things. <laughs> Read Romans 7 at the end. I promise you, you'll get kind of confused the way he says it. It's like, what well, the one I want to do, I don't want to. It's just weird, I'm telling you. But he talks about there's another law in my body. It's waging war against the law of my mind. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Think about that. Paul saying this. man who wrote half of the New Testament. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? So what does that mean? The cutting away of the sinful nature. Listen, when you, if you were following Christ, if you are in Him, when you committed your life to that, by that promise of salvation, the Holy Spirit came to live within you. There is a part of you, and listen, because a lot of times, you know, We need to be reminded of real things in life. We need to be reminded as followers that we do mess up, we're not perfect and that sort of thing. But I also want to encourage you today for you to know that there is a part of you inside that is holy, that is faultless, that is blameless before Him. That's what the Word of God says about you. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. So in other words, there's this part of me that is born again, that is filled with the Spirit of God, that is walking around, that is carrying this thing Right? That wants what it wants sometimes. This body. These sinful desires. Christ is saying that He performed a spiritual circumcision on you. Doing something that we could not do for ourselves. Remember this. The Word of God says that you were dead in your trespasses and sins. You were dead. We couldn't make ourselves alive. He did that. This verse right here made me think about something. And please, come on. I'm going to get one group of amens if this is true. We try to change ourselves from the outside in. God changes us from the inside out. Amen, Amen, brother. I knew I'd get one round of it today. Listen, I'm telling you right now, here's the thing. We do it all the time. If I just stop this, then maybe this will happen. If I just do this, if I just, I don't know, this, 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 all this stuff we want to change from the outside in. When God drew me to the very end of myself, drew me to the very end of myself in a room in Atlanta, Georgia. And I got real with God and God got real with me cuz I'm a real person. I did not ask God change the circumstances that I'm going through. God, can you please just just change these things and you know make my family love me again. I know I've heard a lot of people and God, can you can you just change my heart? That's all I'm asking because I cannot do this anymore. I have tried. Can you just change me? Change my heart? And I'm telling you, He did that from the inside out. He did it. All the time we are trying to fix ourselves and better ourselves. And trust me, I'm saying there are things that we should be doing. There are things that we should be trying to do. But understand that those inward things that are going on in you, that can only be changed, truly changed by Him. Colossians 2.12. Boy, I'm running out of time. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and in him, and with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead. You were dead because of your sins. Next verse 13. And because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all your sins. Amen. As a matter of fact, the Word of God says that He throws them into a sea of forgetfulness and remembers them no more. God is faithful. All over the Word of God, time and time again. 1 John 1.9, we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I needed that. I need that peace in my life today. I need to know the promises of God. i got to know that. Listen. Colossians 2.14. I promise you, I'm about to land this thing. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Yeah, put your hands together. You know what this made me think of? Sometimes I get sort of old schooly and I like some like, you know, I love hymns and stuff but just because of how deep they are. It made me think of a song called How Deep the Father's Love for Us. It was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. His dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is finished. Think about this. That he canceled the record of charges against you. Anybody in here, would you love to have like no more debt? <laughs> Credit card debt, gone. Student loan debt, gone. Can't default on that, huh? Not on that student loan debt, No. All of it just gone. Think about that. Everything is paid for and gone. God did that. He canceled the record. He said, It is finished. In Christ, everything is finished. It's a perfect sacrifice. Our faith and trust is in that on this Mother's Day. Listen, here's the bottom line of this. Go ahead and stand, stand to your feet with me. The bottom line of this message right here, of back to the basics, is this. All we have is the simple gospel. And that gospel is Jesus. It's simply Jesus. That's it. Listen, sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes i got to put away the theology books and trying to go deeper and deeper and just get back to loving Jesus. I want to draw near to Him. I want to be more like Him. I want to love Him. Listen, guys, this is what we have. It's that simple gospel, and it's simply Jesus. Listen, I love you this morning. I'm thankful for you. Mothers, please be sure to go out and, and receive a gift because you give a gift of love all the time. Let me tell you something just really quick. Selfless, selfless love of moms. I want to say thank you. And and honestly, guys, I I feel like I'm doing the recap already. (laughs) I am. But we never can forget this, this simple truth. If you would, just pray with me and we're going to sing about how great our God is because Lord, you are great. Father, thank you for the fact that That we can stand here today in faith of the finished work of the cross. That we can stand here today and say that our debts have been canceled. God, that we are faultless and blameless and holy in your sight. God, we lift up praise to you today and say, thank you. Thank you on this Mother's Day 2018. God, that you are changing us. God, that you are using us. God, that you are using 403 Market Street to make an impact not only in this area, but around the world. God, we lift you up. We honor you. We sing. Come on, City Lights, sing with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to stay connected with everything that's happening at City Lights, then be sure and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also by subscribing to our YouTube channel.